Hello, and welcome to another episode of Flying High with Flutter. I'm your host, Alan Waima. Today, I'm with Yuka Koivunen. I think I said that one wrong, but you can <laughs> help me correct it. Yeah, I think it's pretty good. Uh, Yuka Koivunen. So, yeah, it's a bit difficult name. <laughs> Finish. Yeah, you're a, I believe you're, it's called product manager over at Code Magic. Is that true? Yeah, indeed. Product manager. Yeah, that's uh, for, for the Code Magic product. Yeah. Yeah, so you guys are our very first sponsors. And so we set up this episode to kind of get your guys out there. We had some problems trying to record it because uh, stuff kept coming up, but I'm happy that we finally got this done and settled out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I had a cold and and a cough, which was uh, rather sticky, but uh, now I'm all fine. So, yeah, that's good. Uh, Code Magic's kind of an interesting company, right? Because you have offices like almost all over the world, where everybody's kind of remote. Yeah, well, like we have. Uh, one office in 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 Tartu in Estonia, but uh, we're scattered uh, around. So I'm 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 Finnish, but I, I live in Belgium uh, currently. Uh, I'm located here, and so most people work remotely. I think at our office we have places officially for six, but I think it's just like four people uh, in in Tartu, and then a few people in Tallinn in Estonia, but rest uh, rest are uh, like in India and and uh, other locations in Europe. So. So uh, quite, uh, we're a cloud-based company, so I think it shows also on how we work. Yeah, I mean, how do you guys, how do you actually work on, on things when you're so remote and so spread out across the world? Uh, I think mostly mostly Slack and, and uh, Google Meet and like we use uh, like online tools for, for uh, uh, like uh, sketchboarding and things like that. So, so uh, a lot of online tools and then it, it, it works quite well and we're, we're not super big. We're thirty people around, so uh, so I think that helps also, also in that uh, managing managing it everything. So yeah, that's 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 quite nice to do. And you guys are doing a lot of stuff, right? So um, Code Magic is probably known for their their Flutter CI, um, but you guys support more than just Flutter, right? Uh, yeah, indeed. Uh, we started uh, like Code Magic product uh, started with Flutter. Originally, the history of the company. Uh, I were not there back then, but history is that it was uh, just uh, a, started with the agency uh, who was fa uh, fast frustrated on using Jenkins for doing mobile apps and building all that, and then uh, decided to do something for it, and, uh, and that's why the then product was born. Uh, and then um, the Gold Magic product itself is now just turned four years, so. It's the same. It was uh, launched together with with Google uh, for Flutter one one So was then um, just Flutter specific, but uh, then we support nowadays uh, like the previous product before Code Magic. You supported native iOS, Android, uh, and now Code Magic is our only product nowadays. So, uh, but supports React Native, uh, native iOS, Android, uh, Unity. Uh, and all kinds of things. Yeah, and you guys are really committed, and you, you you bought a bunch of M1 Macs and everything. I think you guys are probably one of the first people out there that has a CI with M1 that I can think of, at least. Yeah, exactly. We we uh, were, I think, one of the first ones to launch them. And by now, uh, M1 is our standard uh, standard machine. So if you start with three tier, for example, M1 is what you get. Actually, like uh, you can use also Mac Pros or Linux and Android, but M1 is the standard machine for. At the moment, so I think we were also one of the first on on doing that. So, 
I'm so curious. Are these inside like the CEO's basement? All these M1 Macs or what happens? <laughs> Where do you guys take all these M1 Macs? That's just a secret of the of the company. So what do you mean? Because like M1, right? Those are it's fairly new processor, right? You can't just go to the store and buy a bunch of M1s. You can like with Intel's and things like that. So I was kind of curious about how, how you guys have this thing set up. You you went to, to like Apple and bought like thousands of M1 Mac Minis. No, we use a we use a cloud provider uh, uh, for 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 the machines, but. What enabled us to be one of the first to take them actually into use is that, uh, like, our in our virtualization uh, we have our own mid layer, so that we actually can can uh, use several uh, providers at the same time. So, so that's why we could could take uh, take the machines into uh, into use that fast, and and then later also that enabled us again to. Um, we were used licensed uh, uh, virtual machines for M1s uh, to be one of the first, but then we were able to take a uh, take an open source alternative for that, which uh, uh, which enabled us to cut prices. So because the licenses were were very uh, very expensive, so so kind of that is that is what enabled us to be so fast that um, our our kind of mid layer technology. Uh, that enables us to use many many different virtual license, uh, virtual machine technologies in uh, under the hood. Yeah, because you guys did a, uh, I think it was, it was somewhat recent, right? You have a big price cut, and that's because you had you said that you guys had a uh, you switched providers that had even cheaper, right? Yeah, or like yeah, that uh, that we didn't need to license virtual machines anymore. So we the machines actual hard hardware uh, stayed the same. Uh, provider, but uh, we don't need that extra licensing in between uh, because that technology has a lot of other things that we anyway were not using. Uh, so, uh, so this way uh, that enabled us to uh, cut prices. Uh, and it's not like just cutting what we did uh, is kind of unique. Uh, we have so you can start with the free tier uh, for five hundred minutes uh, per month. Uh, and then, um, like what we did is that we used to have a pay as you go. It's where you just uh, pay of what you use. We still have that, but if you go over two hundred ninety nine dollars per month, you won't pay that extra. Just for the extra minutes and extra usage, we just cap the price because, especially on this time, prices are going up on everywhere, and people are cutting costs, and and we think that you shouldn't cut on, on, on continuous integration and deployment because that's important. We think that the kind of, we want to help developers to stay on, on that ease of, of uh, mind and, and also that kind of keep on their workflows the same so that you don't need to start building less, for example, which doesn't really make sense because in continuous integration, you want to build as much as possible for every commit uh, to to kind of stay uh, lean and flexible and know when issues when issues arise. So. Okay, that's yeah, that's very interesting. Um, yeah, I do remember there was a two ninety nine price cap. I didn't quite understand what that means, but it's interesting. So you could be, I mean, theoretically, I could be using like a thousand US dollar, and I would still have to pay two ninety nine, right, at that part. Yeah, exactly in that sense. But uh, where it where it kind of like in that, if you start to use a lot, you might uh, want to add more concurrencies. 
So then you need to pay uh, pay, pay more. You can uh, to two ninety nine is uh, includes three uh, up to three concurrencies. But if you need more, we have customers who are like building with ten or twenty builds at the same time. So uh, because they have big projects, so then uh, then uh, and of course you can might you might need the enterprise stuff, and then you then you but at least then you might want to contact us and uh, have an enterprise. Uh, deal but um but what we want with this is that people don't need to worry about ci and especially when you're you're scaling up uh as a, as a company then you don't need to worry about that that your costs suddenly blow up if you start uh building more often and things like that yeah okay that, that that's a pretty nice offering i never even thought about that like just you'd figure you'd want to make as much money as you can because you have to pay for the infrastructure if i'm you know like theoretically doing like a thousand US dollars <laughs> and you guys are only charging me 299. It's kind of a little bit of a loss on your side, right? Well, I think we're thinking this a bit differently uh, that what we, what kind of, I think separates us or differentiates us from, from uh, some other providers is that we're quite community focused. That's why, why we also love Flutter and why Flutter was total, totally, totally, uh, uh, Kind of is a perfect match for us and why we're also i think so popular in flutter we were of course the first one but still um flutter has a great community and that i think is also what differentiates flutter in from many other frameworks that it's really helpful uh um environment to get to know and learn things and things like that and then uh we want to support developers so that's where the pricing comes from we want to also include people who are starting and having startups and that's where that comes up. And the other thing that we're doing for the community is that for Flutter, um, we actually have an open source, uh, open source, uh, development team, uh, who is fixing, uh, Flutter issues and doing triage for the Flutter. We have been doing that for, for a couple of years, uh, together with Google. So, so kind of we're, we're trying to help the community for the community and other communities also like we're also supporting local ios communities and flutter communities and, and things like that like uh supporting events and, and things like that so i think that's where also this comes that uh we of course it's business in the end and we want to be profitable but so far we don't see that this is a problem and we want to also uh that's where where all this comes from. That we want to support the communities and developers, and kind of help develop together with developers make app developing easier and make sure that or like help people build the best apps that they can. So. Well, what's really interesting is that you guys are doing a lot more than just uh, CI/CD, right? You sent me over an article. I went through. I think I read through the whole thing. If not, I definitely skimmed skimmed enough and read enough that I saw that. You guys are actually doing code commits, I believe, also to Flutter itself. Yeah, exactly. Indeed, Flutter and some other also uh, open source repositories. So that's that's what uh, exactly what I uh, thought about the open source uh, team. So we have the product teams for Code Magic, but then we have uh, have that uh, open source team who is doing uh, Flutter and Dart uh, uh, triaging and, and 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 things like that. So so that is indeed. I think it fits uh, um, fits us perfectly, and it's kind of uh, indeed uh, a unique point. I think. 
But are you guys actually using Flutter for your UI or no? I don't think yet. No, not yet. I, <laughs> uh, I need to admit that. Uh, maybe in the future we need to look into that. But yeah, uh, our web UI is in, it, it, it was built there before Flutter and before Flutter Web. So uh, we're still there. So because we, like when we launched, it was with Flutter 1.0. And then, of course, Flutter Web wasn't there yet. So. Yeah, that, that's that's really interesting, right? Um, I, I don't know because you did you're not there from the beginning, right? But you you did have CI/CD experience before you came over to Code Magic. I remember that that part. How how did this kind of get started? Because you said when when Flutter 1.0 came out, Code Magic also was kind of publicly released, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, I don't. I were not working them back then, so I don't know the, all the details of the full history. But but uh, indeed, like there was a. We had a product before that, and then uh, um, Flutter was coming, and and then uh, uh, the company saw that as a, as an opportunity, and also uh, then we cooperated with Google uh, together to kind of because Google was also interested on on having developer tools when they launched one point zero, so that's how it happened, uh, and then we uh, build build the um, code magic, and then it was only just for Flutter. Nowadays, indeed, uh, the same tool includes other frameworks, but Flutter is still our like uh, kind of main focus. It's still the main focus, and there we also uh, are of like people know us from Flutter and and often find us via Google doc documentation, for example, Flutter documentation and things like that. So, I mean, uh, do you do you have any idea what it was like to actually start doing something like this? Because I mean. Everything I'm sure was just a bunch of manual build processes. So it was just trying to like figure out how can I do this in a way that's makes sense and scalable and works for nearly everybody. Yeah, well, I think uh, I have myself also like um, a lot of test automation background. That's how how I uh, uh, what I'd used to do before, and like then got the product management uh, later. But uh, I think. Uh, as I told also that the, before Code Magic, there was a, uh, another pro pro uh, product from from the company. Uh, and that started as just from frustration of a mobile agency uh, realizing that Jenkins just doesn't work. So they kind of, from your own point of view, you just build something that works. And then, then we use that uh, uh, experience to for, for Code Magic also. So of course, then the framework was new flutter uh, and building things uh, from scratch in that sense but otherwise the kind of uh mobile development uh is similar that you need need the same uh tools um like publishing to uh google play and ios uh app store and, and things like that so so i think that's how how it kind of came in, in that sense we didn't need to start from scratch but of course Technology was different, so uh, yeah. And and you're saying that like there's all there's of course there's other like choices out there, right? And so, can you talk more about why I would want to use Code Magic over anything else? I mean, obviously Jenkins. I don't think I've ever heard anybody say good things about Jenkins recently, <laughs> at least. I think at, when it came out, it was something good. But I, I think like Jenkins was there to mostly build Java apps from the beginning, or maybe that's kind of my understanding. So when you take something that's made for something and trying to make it work for something else, that doesn't always work out. Yeah. Uh, indeed, uh, and especially like for mobile development, um, uh, that's where we focus on. Uh, so if you're doing mobile apps, like uh, we're more uh, like then uh, what we're 
very specialized is, is, is that releasing to app stores and making that uh, code signing as easy as possible. And, and with Jenkins, or if you have uh, a local machines, you need to update them because the other thing, what we do is we're cloud-based. So uh, you don't need to worry about your belt machines and taking care of them. There are other providers also who do that. Um, but um, then the other, what separates us is, is maybe the Flutter focus and uh, like having that history with Flutter uh, and, and things like that. But like indeed, if you need to maintain your machines, the other thing is that we do is that on our virtual machines, we have a lot of uh, pre-installed software. Like we have the latest Flutter versions, we have Xcode versions, uh, Unity also, uh, and things like that. So. Um, so you don't need to maintain that. Like if you have many people, for example, if you have used GitHub action for Mac, uh, people often still have your, use your own slaves and then you need to, or own, own, or own hardware. And then, um, then you need to always, when there's a new iOS version or Xcode version, you need to update them. And, and that's a lot of hassle. So for us, with us, uh, that all happens on the background. We take care of that. Uh, you can still uh, select if you're not ready to move into the new versions, uh, then you can uh, use older versions uh, if needed, but you don't need to worry about staying up to date. So you mean like to choose like, okay, I want to use like this version of Xcode, this version of Android, this version of Flutter, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, indeed. Uh, there, there are of course some limitations. We, uh, we like, we don't go back to very, very old versions, but uh most likely you don't also <laughs> if, if you have a choice you want to stay on the bleeding edge but what the indeed uh like and if you uh you can select for example say uh use stable for for uh flutter stable for xcode and then we uh update the latest stable versions the newest uh officially released versions to that and then or then you can uh lock down uh, or download like lockdown up older version or then you could even do like we have also an edge uh, option where we where you can use the beta versions and things like that so if you want to for example for some work workflows you would uh, want to test on on new xcode so that you know what's coming and if, if your apps works uh, and things like that so okay so like if i needed to test against the new version of like the ios 17 should be someone somewhat around the corner I mean, maybe around two corners, right? It's not that far away, but also not very close. I could start yeah, to test exactly. that nearly, nearly fasting. Okay. Yeah, that, that's awesome. Yeah, indeed. So you, we usually uh, um, put release candidates of Xcode, for example, uh, on the edge. Uh, and, and, and the same for Flutter, uh, Flutter Beta uh, uh, branch and things like that. So, or, um, but then, then on stable, it's the... Uh, Usually it's a couple of weeks, for example, in, in uh, Xcode versions and things like that, that it takes for us to update and add machines, but uh, pretty fast. That's also one thing that we're, we're uh, doing quite well that for some, uh, and has brought us some customers because on some other providers, people have been uh, having issues that uh, new Xcode version, for example, might, might uh, still take long time. We already have had the Xcode 14 for, for a long time, but uh, on, on not all services are still there. 
Yeah, I guess it kind of depends on your project and if you have time and opportunity to migrate to the latest version. Yeah, and exactly. Uh, it might be, and you might be that you're uh, tied also to old versions, but especially uh, like with iOS, we know that Apple also uh, uh, supports only a few versions. So you might might want to be actually at least know that what's coming. So if you're not ready to um, upgrade fully yet, maybe you at least want to test on and see how, how your app is running, that how, uh, what do you need to fix in the longer term? Yeah, but you also have, have Windows machines because obviously you can't build Windows without uh, Windows apps. Like what are they running? Are they, they're not running Windows 7, are they? Because I know they think that's still supported by Flutter, I believe. No, I think, to be honest, um, I don't remember from heart what there is, but I would assume Windows 11 uh, is, is what, what is running on, on our uh, Windows, like, uh, Windows uh, virtual machines. And then we indeed have Linux machines for, for Android, for example. You can build Android on Macs also, but uh, if you, for example, have separate Android workflows, uh, uh, the Android, uh, the Linux machines might be faster because they have more RAM and uh, and things like that. So, so it's your personal choice what you want to uh, want to do. That if you want to build everything on on a Mac machine, both Android and iOS, or or do you want to separate those and, and build on separate uh, machines? And of course, if you're doing Android only, for example, then then it makes sense to use use uh, a Linux machine instead. Okay. Yeah. I, I'm kind of curious about because I haven't tried it myself. I haven't had a, an opportunity, but I did give it to somebody else to have a try and they seem pretty straightforward, but uh, uh, it's also good for people to know at home who haven't played around. Right. The, um, when you want to build with, with this, um, you know, is it just really plug and play solution or is it just where like, cause I, what I saw is that you have to choose which type of things you want to build from your project, but I'm not sure if you have the ability to have like a custom script. Because sometimes, like you may want to, you know, maybe download secrets from somewhere or do something a little bit more than just running the bare minimum commands, right? Because, I mean, I'm trying to think what would be a good thing. Um, I mean, for sure, you may want to download some config files or something like that, right? So, what kinds of things can I do? What kind of things can I not do that are quite common when I want to build uh, a Flutter app? Basically, like uh, if 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 you can run a script. For, for doing what you want to do, you can you can most likely do it on a, uh, on a machine. So uh, we have two ways of of uh, configuring your uh, your config uh, like uh, configuration on CodeMagic. Um, the for Flutter we have a workflow editor which is uh, pretty straightforward, and that's most of most of our Flutter users use that. It's pretty uh, pretty easy. You just select uh, select things on the UI. But you can also there uh, add custom scripts, for example, between steps, uh, and there's no limitation on on that. So, so like in many services, it might be that you have only certain places where you can put uh, uh, scripts. Then uh, that's not the case on us. There, like, uh, and um, and then we have another way, which is using a YAML file, uh, which, for example, if you're in, not using Flutter, uh, you will be using YAML anyway. But for Flutter, you can also use YAML if you're more, uh, if you want to do your configuration with code uh, instead of using the UI. Um, there are some benefits. It's more flexible even because basically you can run custom scripts from anywhere then. And 
and also kind of um, for example like in the publishing instead of using our uh, standard um, slack integration you could even do a just use the slack api in, in a script and do something more uh, more fancy and things like that so basically if there's an api and if there's a uh, command what you want to do you can run it run it on our platform in that case like if i use like to build windows i can i have to use something like the the powershell or something like that that i can run things with right for these kind of custom scripts yeah exactly that's that's also possible yeah like for, for every i'm i'm a i'm a mac and linux guy myself so so uh, it's mostly using bash scripts bash right? and things like that but but yeah powershell is also also possible yeah now i can't use fish or any kind of <laughs> Goofy uh, other types of terminals on there. I guess you probably could. Yeah, you can install a shell because that's also a command. So if you can just in, for example, in the fetch and build step, you can the fetch step. You can just uh, or uh, or in the first build step, you just install the tool. That's for example. You, for example, if you don't have that Flutter version that you want uh, pre-installed, you can still install that. And and just you use that instead. So, but uh, like for for ease of use, we we have that automatically some some Flutter versions and Xcode versions. But it's it, it's not limited to that. And for example, the same with with uh, we have some people using Unity. That's the same. We have some amount of uh, uh, versions installed, but then you can uh, install a version that um, uh, like. Um, you need and the same goes with other tools if you need if you need some uh, uh test analyzers or whatever uh, tools you, you use you can you most likely just just install it with the script okay and that, that that sounds good i mean so then basically i have pseudo powers right i could do whatever i want in my build scripts and whatever else she said i can install whatever right yeah there might be some some limitation but you most of the uh, most of the time it should work yeah now, is there, is there, I'm kind of curious though, if I run it on an M1, does it mean it's actually homebrew already installed or would I, I would have to actually add that in, in case I need something extra? I think homebrew should be installed, but, or if nothing else, you can install it <laughs> again. You'll, you'll find out when it fails, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Yeah, indeed. So, and then, um, yeah, exactly. And there's a lot of other tools that we have already pre, pre-installed and uh, nodes and things like that. But then, then you, again, again might want to install other different uh, versions and things like that. Now, is there a place where I could see all the things that are pre-installed? So I have an idea. Yeah, exactly. Well, anyway, I think everything you can find on our on our documentation, uh, docs.codemagic.io. The one thing I did notice, and I think you guys are working on something about this, is like the, the setup for iOS, I think, was not, it was not fun. There's a lot of steps to do. And I was told that the account owner has to do some things. And it can't just be any kind of account on the on the account for the uh, iOS stuff, the iOS setup. What do you mean? Uh, could it be made a code signing? Yeah, I think the code signing was definitely the, the tricky part. I think that it's being worked on, right? Yeah, exactly. That's anyway, I think one reason why people often come to us is that like, especially if you're a Flutter developer, you might not even have a Mac or you're not familiar with iOS. And then especially in that case, code signing is, 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 can be really big hurdle. And getting everything work, working, and uh, we have been working on this for for a longer time. And now, also for free accounts, we recently uh, made the possibility to use our. We have code signing identities, called feature where you just 
configure that uh, you give the API key to App Store Connect to us and configure it in code sign, uh, code magic, and then we, as much as possible, we we take care of the rest. Still, I think for one of the biggest hurdles is code signing uh, for for users because it it just can be difficult uh, concept to, especially if you're not uh, used to uh, iOS development. Then there's only a certain to a certain point that we can uh, kind of automate stuff because in the end there is that procedure which is created by Apple or or Google Play also uh, for for Google code signing and there are some reasons why they do that like for security and things like that so um, but we on our part try to make it as easy as possible and I think uh, I don't know when when you're uh, when you tried it but um, I think bit before the change we we released this also for free accounts the, the gold signing identity so yeah i did this when we started talking a couple months back yeah so it might have been changed since then yeah exactly yeah i just i just remember like that and i thought wow this is painful and i didn't blame code magic i just know that ios is such a pain to set up and like i remember setting up my accounts and stuff and that and i just like oh this is so annoying you could create the csr certificate signing request send it up and then the bundles and it's just it's just not fun um i think android's a little bit more clear like you just have to like create a key and they kind of give you the commands you just like copy paste and then you have like this uh in your key store and it, it's just a lot easier than than ios i think yeah in ios there's the provisioning profiles which is yeah which is there in between uh, which can be tricky to understand but we we try to uh Helping that because uh, what what basically the code signing identities do so that you uh, set up the App Store uh, Connect API key in Code Magic and then uh, we we fetch the profiles that we if we can find we use the API to fetch the profiles uh, which match the app that you're building uh, or we create using the App Store API again uh, if if needed but there can still be issues that, for example, in if you're um, in your uh, config files uh, for Xcode or uh, or Flutter project, your bundle ID, for example, is not matching what you have in on 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 App Store uh, uh, Connect, then then you might still hit issues. So so there are still hurdles. I don't blame Code Magic. I just know it's such a pain to do manually. So I can imagine how difficult it is to try to keep up something in a. Yeah, just from curiosity, do you yourself develop on 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 a Mac or a Windows or? I use Mac because most of our stuff is, um, you know, because it, it, if it, most work that we do with Flutter is in iOS, or sorry, not in iOS, it's in it's in mobile. So with I, with Mac, you can build everything. Yeah, exactly. You know, there's no Windows Mobile any <laughs> anymore. Uh, so and then like I have a VM in case I need to build something in Windows. And actually, it's kind of funny. We don't have. I have one old uh, surface laptop we use for testing windows stuff on and like i just pulled it out of my drawer and just blow it off and then try it out for a second because we just don't have really need for it it's yeah exactly for, for for stuff for windows i think yeah i think that's um and anyway if you're building on ios basically uh we have also users uh, and that that's the reason why they need the cloud service because they don't have a mac and they can't build it but it's still recommended that at least some in your team has a Mac because if you 
if you end up uh, needing to debug something, uh, then doing that on the cloud is, is is still difficult. Basically, what what you can still use it that then it's enough maybe that that you have in your team one Mac that like the, for normal routine builds and things like that, uh, uh, Code Magic would take care of building and publishing. But then if you uh, end up with something that you really need to debug, it's always handy to have a Mac around. That's just uh, part of iOS development or, or Mac development anyway. Yeah, that because I actually owned a Mac as a as a user of like 10 years ago or so, like that's actually how I got into iOS developments because we got asked to build an iOS app for uh, one of our ERP clients at the ERP consulting. And the boss came in and he's like, yeah, we got to build this iOS app. I'm like, uh, yeah, but who's going to do that? He's oh, of course you. You're the only one here with a Mac, so that's that's on you. Uh, so that, yeah, I know you need that to develop with. Um, so it's it's not too bad. Yeah, exactly. That's a bit. Sim I have been using, I think, a Mac as my main machine since 2007 or something. Uh, one of those black MacBooks <laughs> I bought and then uh, never looked back. Before that, I used Linux for a couple of years. And things like that. And then, uh, and I used to also before going to, uh, code magic, be on a, on a Mac team, uh, for building antivirus for a Mac and things like that. So, uh, so indeed, uh, and uh, from that, a funny story is that like, I do, I don't call myself at all a Flutter developer, uh, but I do have some history with Flutter myself also before coming to code magic is that that's. That's how I got my job. Uh, I were working in the Netherlands. Uh, I lived there for five years, and um, there, there our, our team was switching to uh, mobile team was switching to Flutter, uh, and this was to back in two thousand and twenty. And then uh, I have a lot of test automation and build automation experience. So then uh, I, I volunteered and I can help you with with uh setting up things for there because they also at the same time wanted okay we want to do a bit more uh, build automation test automation using Fastlane before that um and i looked into options and uh, i think like many code magic users i found from flutter documentation oh okay code magic what is this and then i took a look and uh, uh decided on that and then um a few years later uh I ended up on the other side, so on on developing the product is actually uh, what what I used a couple of years ago. So that's pretty funny and pretty nice, also. You 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 set it up. You you tried it out. You loved it. You loved it so much that you quit your current job to go work over there. <laughs> uh, it took. There was a bit, a couple of steps uh, in between. Uh, like I, there was a position I contacted. They had just hired for code matching another guy, uh, then it took some time. Uh, uh, and then uh, then there was some delay in between, but uh, we have something like that. Uh, and I anyway, like I'm doing development and product management on, on that side and product uh, being a product owner for, and then felt like that uh, uh, product management is, is where I want to focus on and uh, do that full time. And then then I ended up here. And, and indeed, it's nice to do it for the product that you you really like. And it's kind of 
So I'm not a Flutter developer. I have done a couple of widgets then also at the same time, like mostly doing the uh, build automations, but I did a very, very little bit of front-end uh, work, but most of my time was uh, gone on, on the build automation and, uh, and doing tests and, and things like that. But um, but yeah, the uh, I can see that one thing, it helps me in that, that I, I went through all that code signing uh, hassles uh, and and all kinds of where we change something and something uh, breaks with with stores and and things like that. So, and and both Flutter and 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 Cold Magic have developed luckily since, so it's things are a lot easier now. I can say. Yeah, I'm. I've. I do like the how how simple it is, and and the nice part about you, like you guys are really invested in community, right? One of the other really cool things about Code Magic is uh, just on my own. I think I googled a couple of things, and Code Magic actually came up. Uh, on the top for stuff that's not even about CICD, it was just general flutter things. I thought that was super interesting. Like you guys have so many different tutorials and I think you guys like freelance out for a lot of tutorials just so you can just keep building up your catalog. And it's a really great thing to have. Yeah, indeed. Um, like, uh, yeah, we, we have a lot of blog posts, so I, I would recommend people to check that out. There's also like what I mentioned all, also about our open source team who, who does the triaging for, for flutter. Uh, there's a blog post about that. Uh, and then one of our guys from that open source team, for example, did a really nice uh, blog post about uh, switching to Material Tree uh, and, and and things like that. So we publish a lot of um, uh, blog posts written by ourselves, but also, also like freelancer uh, uh, writers uh, and, and really trying to focus on, and also our DevRels, uh, um, so really focusing on helping, uh, people getting the hard bits done, like, uh, code signing indeed and debugging how, why your app is not working on test flight and things like that. So, uh, like crashing immediately when you download it or, and things like that. So the, so that's indeed what we try to do as much as possible. Also, it of course gives us publicity, but the core there is trying to help people uh, succeed in, in their app development. So. Yeah. And I have to say you guys are really succeeded from, from uh, all angles, which is, which is great. Great learning, great developer tool. Um, and you guys are, are not just like providing only stuff. You're also proactively uh, committing to the core of Flutter, which is huge. And that's, uh, that's really great. And not even to mention that, like you said, you guys have got cheaper pricing and you didn't just kind of keep the profit to yourself. You, pass it on to to others and i thought that that's that's huge and 500 build time minutes is, is pretty pretty decent um i mean of course like uh GitLab, i think you get like 2000 or something but still i mean 500 is no joke i mean especially for like m1 max i mean not everybody's offering something like that so that that's that's great to have yeah yeah exactly that 500 should get you started and then uh so that's for the uh, like and then if you need more uh like if you have a bigger team for example then you might might want to switch to the uh, pay as you go uh, model, uh, where you just build a pay what you on what you use, and then you also have access with on on other machine types uh, and things like that. So, but indeed, five hundred minutes, especially, uh, is enough at least to get things running and uh, and uh, and also like if you have a small uh, small uh, project, for example, 
uh, that should should cover it. We can also we also do uh, support some open source. Like if you have open source things, we, uh, we can ask. Uh, we can also offer some uh, offer free minutes also beyond that and things like that. So um, and and like if you're uh, or, or things like that. And then if you have a bigger team um, and you're looking into code matching or starting CI or switching, then uh, we usually uh, provide a free trial uh, and and help you get started. Like we have a really fun thing that I think also goes to the community and uh, us being supportive is, uh, is that our support team is pretty uh, reactive and, and we really try to try to help you get started and, and uh, so for example also for for free tiers is you can always go to uh, like go to our, our uh, github discussions and open an issue if you if you need to uh, have errors build errors and things like that and then uh, not not every provider supports uh, free users that much as we do I think yeah but the other thing that, that really uh, I ran into for for this is that um we we it's good to know that like it's not sorry how do you say this for personal accounts you get 500 minutes for free but for organizations you do not right i just want to make that very clear because i ran into that issue because i set up an org because i have my own consulting company and i found out oh uh nope <laughs> but it, it it's fine yeah yeah exactly you could still maybe like we still have users uh who use personal account for also for more professional stuff. But I think like, especially if you have several users, uh, I would avoid that because then like, uh, with the team account pay as you go, then you can more easily add, add different users. And, uh, like if you're working in a team, it just makes sense. And, and you get also, you then also get, uh, like free in app uh, or like you get the in app, uh, support. Uh, chat widget uh, and things like that so, so that then you even faster can get support on, on your issues and things like that so that's kind of where where some differentiation comes that's good what is the latest feature features that were added to to um to code magic and anything else coming up on the pipeline um latest features um yeah, like for the free tier, we added the code signing identities. As as we said, it used to be on on the team accounts already before that. Um, like and what I'm, and then uh, like newer versions are constantly updated. As I said, uh, that's where our team team is busy. We're also looking into making the kind of getting started with uh, even easier. So that's where I'm focused on. Uh, no no schedules yet on when something will come up but, but uh kind of small tweaks but also some bigger ideas on how we can get getting started even easier and like because see continuous integration can still be hard and some teams like it might be an afterthought or more and more it's people get started with it also but it's still uh often too difficult uh, so that's where we are focused and we want to make it as easy and approachable as possible. So, so that you, and that's also the pricing is that you, that wouldn't be the place where you got, because we really think that, uh, having uh, continuous integration, uh, faster feedback loops on your development is, is quite essential nowadays. And 
being able to publish new versions to stores automatically so that you don't need dedicated hardware and someone maintaining them and and constantly uh, that there one it used to be that it's a couple of people or one guy's job just push things to stores but uh, I think those developers are uh, have could use their time uh, kind of better that it's it's also a lot more fun to develop instead of focusing on 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 the all the stuff that needs to happen now do tell me you i didn't see this outwardly but do you actually offer the way to like automatically take screenshots of your app for the different screen sizes for ios store and in uh in the uh, app store for google uh there are ways to do that yeah yeah indeed you can you can also automate that and that's not using fastlane or something like that right you can also use fastlane uh, to, uh, in 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 Gold Magic, so we have some people who, for example, have Fastlane scripts uh, and an existing setup, but then they might still want uh, a cloud provider, provider, for example, uh, or or then uh, might want something easier, like for example, design uh, um, or stay like don't want to maintain things and and things like that. So you can still get benefits. But you can use your existing uh, uh, scripts. Yeah, um, I don't know if I want to use Fastlane anymore. I heard that Fastlane may not be usable in the future too much unless they make some major changes because there's some kind of bitcode being taken out in the future for iOS. Oh, really? Yeah, that's what I, I heard this from somebody. Oh, yeah, I didn't know that Fastlane is um, is relying on on that. That's interesting, indeed. But yeah, indeed. So, like on Gold Magic, you don't necessarily need to use Fastlane. For for uh for for example, getting getting the builds on stores and 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 uh, getting screenshots and things like that, but uh, you can if you happen to have an existing setup, then uh, then uh, you you have the option to just port those over, and you can still benefit on the uh, on 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 all the other stuff around it. Yeah, that that's 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 awesome. That's great. Um, is there anything else that we should know about Code Magic before we start to, to sign off? Because I think that you know it already just sounds good. Like it sounds like a dream product, right? Just it's as easy as it can be for now. It's working on getting even easier. It supports basically all the platforms that Flutter supports. Been around since Flutter 1.0. Um, you can add Fastlane or not, you, you know, and uh, you can basically use it to build your apps, which I've seen a lot of people on Facebook asking for help. Can you build my app in iOS? Because I don't have a Mac. So that's good. Like, is there anything else that we should know about? I think um, most things are covered, but yeah, I think indeed um, you can also always just, if you have questions, you can uh, go check our website. There's a lot of, uh, go to documentation. There's a lot of documentation. Uh, we're also, uh, Active Green Twitter while it's still uh, still still there, <laughs> and and things like that. So, uh, and we have a couple of DevRels. Uh, uh, one of our DevRels just started his Flutter focus. We we had another one who who is iOS focused. So, so uh, uh, you can find find uh, more information. And I would also indeed uh, recommend checking the blog post. There's a lot of interesting stuff there. Uh, on on on, you can just go to goldmagic.io and uh, go to our blog and and start exploring what's there. Awesome, yeah. There's the what 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 we mentioned already uh, about our open source team, for example, is there and uh, uh, 
a guide to uh, take Material 3 into use and uh, and things like that. So, And we quite actively uh, add new blog posts. Yeah, that's the one thing I think you guys are annoyingly <laughs> upgrading, updating all the time. I don't know if I want to say it like that. It sounds negative, but there's always too many articles that are being updated and it's like hard to keep up on all the stuff. So you guys are investing a lot into the community, which is I think is probably the most surprising thing. If you ask anybody in uh in flutter about you know do you know code magic they'll they'll just say oh yeah that's the that's the one that you can it's a ci build tool thing <laughs> they may not know exactly what it is but they'll, they'll know some of the kind of the key terms but then you say well do you, do you ever check out their their blog or their tutorials and they'll say no i you know i don't need to use a ci it's like well not just about the ci but there's also like how to do these different things with like block and and and, and everything else and they're constantly adding more stuff it's, it's insane and they get kind of blown away by that yeah cool yeah, indeed. I think, in, especially with Flutter, we're uh, often of the default solution, uh, uh, and like probably also because we have been there from the beginning, and people know us very well, and and people are happy. So uh, usually, usually the Flutter developers who have started that's what they recommend uh, to their like if someone is switching to Flutter or things like that, and that's that is why Flutter works for us also, and why like we support the community is that. The community uh, it makes Flutter, I think, strength because people are really helpful. On like, if someone new comes on starts with Flutter, there's so much uh, people that you can ask things from, and and also uh, like uh, there there are good sources on, on documentation and or like uh, blogs and things like that, and then kind of really lively uh, also in events and things like that. So so that's uh, that's nice in Flutter. Yeah, it's kind of like. Uh... Like Adobe likes to give out free or, or definitely reduce pricing to students so they can get into their suite. So when they get a job, they just tell their boss, I only know Adobe. So the boss has to buy or has to pay the subscription for Adobe, right? So it's 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 a little bit of this, it's a little bit similar kind of model. It's like, you know, when when if you can help people to learn this tool, then they'll continue to use it in their professional life. It's not like necessarily a bad thing, right? But uh, it does help you guys survive longer and keep contributing to the community. So it's not like you know, corporate profit only. It's still kind of good for the whole community. It's like, uh, what do you call that? Um, like a reciprocal kind of growing together kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that uh, what we talked already earlier, I think we're also a bit different. Of course, it's business, but I think we're still really focused on on uh, putting that, everything that we get also putting things back to the community. So that like also with the pricing and things like that, we're not... Uh, uh, not just looking at our own growth, but also how we can help the community in in many different ways. So, and and I, I really like that part. Yeah, I, like I said, I understand that you, you need to make a profit. That that's fine. I mean, I, if only my landlord would just accept that I'm making that I'm that I'm contributing to society in some other way. <laughs> but yeah, that's not the way the world works. So I understand that part. But at least you're not only focusing on that. I think that's more important. It's not just about you know you have to stay in business and stuff, but yeah, that's that's great. Awesome. Like I, I think this is great for people to know about because people don't they know, like I said, they know what is code magic, they know about the build C I C D, but they don't really know what else you guys are doing. And I think that's that's really important for people to know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I think and that's why why I'm also here, so that uh we can talk about things like this. And and when it comes to communities, what we also like we support also communities and events and things like that, but what we want to also uh like why Flutter is, is a great place to be is that the 
communities are usually also so that they're not there for the profit uh, or events are also often so that they put put things back uh, to the events and things like that. That's kind of events and communities we're also uh, looking for. So great. I mean, if, if we want to to get in contact with with you or somebody else from from kind of Code Magic team to kind of reach out, should we just at them on Twitter, or what would be the best way to kind of reach out to you or to somebody else who if we had interest in getting to know more about Code Magic? Uh, yeah, Twitter, LinkedIn works. Or then, if you're interested in the product, there's documentation. There's also uh, ways to contact, for example, our get the demo. Uh, uh, for for a sales team and and things like that, and then you can also they can give you a demo and also uh, uh, talk about trials and things like that. Or or and then if you're starting, we also have an onboarding call. Uh, like um, there's usually you get me <laughs> uh, helping trying to help. So that's that's meant for if you if you uh, are new to the product and want to figure out what's the best ways to start and and you have questions and things like that. So then then I'm there to help you. And, and then we have also, if you have questions, you're using the product also, uh, uh, the discussions or, or if you're on, on the team plan, just chat widget, uh, like there are many ways to connect and uh, connect with us. But yeah, Twitter works as long as it's still there, <laughs> hopefully for a longer time. Uh, LinkedIn, I'm also there. Uh, so you can find me uh, and we, we're both uh, like uh, Code Magic also, uh, Twitter, LinkedIn, everything works, and and our website. That's a good source, uh, good sources for uh, for contacting us. Awesome. Well, thanks again for coming on, and and I think I need to play around a little bit more with Code Magic, right? It's uh, definitely interesting because we have a couple of other projects we're still running, so I can't wait to to give it a try myself. <laughs> yeah, I can recommend that. <laughs> and if you like, uh, I think it can if you especially if you have a lot of clients uh, and building building apps especially if you're releasing more often uh automating all that pushing to stores that's that's where we excel at great well thank you for coming on and maybe we'll have you again in in the future yeah well nice to nice that you uh, uh that i have had this chance and i thank you for for this uh podcast it's anyway a nice podcast that uh, before coming here I, I did check some episodes and uh it's interesting stuff yeah, I'm happy to hear that. I'm happy we're here. We're both putting out good content for the community. Yeah, nice. Yeah, I hope that too. Okay, let's cut it now.